what you were going to find there is I talked about the communication gap between business and uh, data science. While you don't expect uh, an executive to be a guru in uh, the models and uh, the tools and the mechanisms of data science, we need to be looking how we can bring executives closer to data science and how they can consume insights in an optimal way. Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. I'm Jay Ruffin, your host for today's podcast, and I'll be guiding the discussion, providing context as needed. I'm here with Jonas Johannes and Matt Williams. Jonas is an expert in all things digital, from cloud and RPA to data science. Joining also today is Matt Williams, who's worked with me and Jonas and the transformation team to conduct tons of research in the areas of cloud migration, data standards adoption, and data science. So let's jump in. Gentlemen, it's quite clear that given the impacts of COVID, the shift to everything running remotely, the pace business gets things done today, the way governments govern, the way and pace consumers consume, the world has truly transformed at an exceptional, if not exponential rate. What has been the impact, do you guys think, of all these things from a data science perspective? Thanks, Jay. Thanks, everybody. That's a really, really good question. So let me start by saying this. Using data and analytics to make decisions and uh, optimize operations has been with us for quite some time now. Indeed, great organizations like GE, FedEx, Wells Fargo, and others have used to search, and actually our very own uh, Hackett, which we have a very large benchmark of data, have used to search uh, for answers across many fronts, including optimizing global supply chains, understanding customer buying behavior, understanding demographics, anticipating demand and uh, creating demand curves, and constructing optimal logistics solutions. So I guess the question is, you know, what is different today? Uh, Well, first, advanced data science is becoming more essential, quite frankly, proliferating across all businesses and industry without regard to size. That's the first big one. Second, data science not only is it is uh, all over you know, the market, but also has become more complex and difficult to implement. I agree, Jonas. Some of the complicating factors are things like increasing volume and complexity of data, rapidly changing metrics, and more sophisticated questions that need answers. Given the rate of change today, there are much higher stakes as well in the leveraging data and using data to make decisions. All these challenges are pushing the data science capability of even the most forward-thinking organization to the limit. In addition, the emerging challenges in data science are accentuated by the current global crisis and organizational inertia. And I'm going to emphasize this organizational inertia that include communication dissonance and absence of common communication currency in terms of changing thoughts, idea between business and the data science community, which tend to be technical. The good news is uh, different industry 
are already embracing data science and they are constructing visualization and presentation frameworks that may provide or may serve as a guiding principles in how to build an impactful transformational change and as well as you know how to best construct a data science practice what we need to do is as we as the data science matures and evolves we need to be asking some specific questions that are helpful to us the first one that i would ask you know how do i enable my data practitioner to speak the language of the business i think we found that enabling the data team to speak in business centric terms is the key here that's interesting it's a common problem i think for IT not being able to speak the language of the business. What makes, do you think, Yonis, the data practitioner different than general IT? Because, you know, years, decades, it's been a problem for IT trying to translate not only services, right, but performance into into, uh, terms the business can understand. What do you you think makes data and kind of what we're going through today that much more impactful and that much more of a need? So I think if you look at the, in the past and try to learn from that, what you're going to see is, you know, let's take for FedEx, uh, for example, right? A heavy user of data science, you know, for the last decades, right? What made them successful is um, that they are stood up formal data science, they call, they used to call it operation research. But most importantly, they enabled and adopted what I call the storytelling imperative, which basically forces data practitioners, not only to master the operational research and data science construct, which construct and the conversation will take place between themselves, but also a construct that allows them to push their outcome or their outputs to the other consumers, you know, so that they have a better adoption uh, imperative. Yeah, no, you did. I think the whole idea of storytelling as a method of communicating, if I'm kind of reading between the lines to a degree makes a lot of sense, kind of paraphrasing my own words. Because I think the way that a lot of business users understand um, and digest and consume some things coming out from technology organizations is through giving use cases and or stories. So I think that's, that's a great way to facilitate kind of consumption of what the data team wants to do. Yeah. So what I would, the second thing probably I would add to that is, you know, while I think I give an example of FedEx, you know, a formalized approach to leveraging data to optimize, for example, logistics, right? The flip side of that is most of the industry as a data science rave start to really wave, start to go across all industry. Some lack of discipline was really evident. For uh, give an example of that, an example of that will be where data science and the requirement for reports and structures and visuals becomes ad hoc, which is, you know, requested without a linkage to imperatives or strategies, right? So what we can do is, you know, ask the key question here is, you know, we wanted to be telling ourselves, how do we learn from the discipline of good product development to erect what is deemed the new normal data science practice? which have the discipline of storytelling, as we spoke earlier, but also, I think, have a prioritization and project management and communication construct built into it. So basically, formalize a data science practice, 
not only in places like FedEx, but effectively everywhere. That's the second imperative I probably would, would say would work. The third question that should be asked, you know, how should we organize our data science practice for best results? And we need to be asking also in that practice, what roles should I have and what kind of skills should I still be looking? And as a key quick, critical question, I think from my perspective, should we have separation of responsibility? Let me give you an example of that. I'm going to start backwards from the separation of respons- responsibility. In some cases, you know, as company erected data science practice, you know, they tend to mix a data scientist with a DBA, with data engineers in one pile. What I found out you know, over the decades is that that doesn't work very well. The data science should focus primarily on extracting insights for business, while a DBA should be focusing on optimizing the data and helping in providing advice and building the platform where the data scientists can build their models to extract information, extract insights. And the data engineer works with data DBA to, for example, to, uh, to optimize that. And there are other roles, right? So again, I go back to the product development discipline. Perhaps, you know, what we need to do is, you know, look back into that discipline, that practice, and try to glean how were we able, in terms of product development, to stand or erect a data center practice, which makes sense, both from roles perspective, processes, what platforms should be used, and mechanisms of communication with business, which is a very, very big gap which exists today. You know, just quick, quick question. Do you think that the, the differentiation of skills kind of helps in uh, understanding role? Meaning data scientists, I, mean, I would imagine the skill set and their ability to be very proficient in that story, storytelling capability should be, you know, very first and foremost versus somebody that's not kind of at that data science level. The skills, and I'm thinking both hard and soft skills, will be very different. Do you think that's a way of, of kind of looking at differentiating role and responsibility? Yeah, and that's the way I think you can start with the data science. But I think a key element which is missing today is, you know, how do I communicate with business, right? So what we can learn from a product development uh, uh, practices is, you know, you have a business analyst or you have the product owner, which is the conduit or the interface between business and the application development teams, right? Similar approaches ought to be used here to ensure that communicate, to ensure that the output that data science builds and constructs it's actually consumable by the different layers of business. Typically, the data science tend to fail, you know, when they are generating visuals or insights for executives, right? So that communication gap, that common currency required between the data science practice as a whole and the business is something we need to be thinking and we need to be emulating a product development in that space. Moreover, I think, you know, the data science have to be freed from the nuances of the data aspect, like the DBA work, the data engineering work, and other stuff, right? They need to be focusing on building the models, generating insight, and taking the insight and put business wrappers so that what their outcome are consumable by the business, and they're also they're tightly coupled with potential imperatives and uh, strategies which may exist in business. The interesting thing to the, the concept you're bringing forward is, for me at least, is looking at 
data science kind of holistically from a product development perspective, right? If you start looking at it from that perspective, then some of the things you're talking about in terms of product management and kind of the roles start to kind of fall in place, again, if you think of data as a product or as an asset. So that that, that makes a, a lot of sense. So key, 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 key words I want you to part away before I go to the next one. So I'm going to just wrap up. So no, not wrap up. I mean, summarize the part which says storytelling. That is comes directly from product development. Prioritization, that comes directly from product development. And uh, actually saying no in the actual expectation setting. You know, what the inside, what the output, what the models can do, it also comes from the discipline of product development, which we can really adapt and optimize it for data science. So having said that, I think what you're going to find is, you know, you're going to find that the flip side of data science, which is let's look at the consumer of the outputs or of the products that data science produce. Perhaps we, can, we shouldn't call them products, so we should call them insights, right? What you were going to find there is I talked about the lack of communication or com- communication gap between business and uh, data science. So we should be uh, we should start asking you know questions uh, such as how do we equip executive leaders with the aptitude to harness data science and business analytic insight to inform business decisions, strategy, and execution, and more effective organizational leadership. Right. So in other words, the question I'm asking here is you know while you don't expect an executive to be a guru in uh, the models and the tools and the mechanisms of data science, definitely the request that you ask for data science will come from business for the purpose of getting insight to drive their strategy or operations. So we need to be looking how we can bring executives closer to data science and how they can consume insights in an optimal way. So that's the question we ought to be asking in terms of consumption. You can you also want to expand it part just the executive body. You want to expand it part, uh, to the operational manager and uh, other entities that consume data, you know, to do their work. Jonas, do you think that uh, the kind of equipping the both data practitioner and the business involves formal training, or is it? more experience with regards to being able to do that kind of language translation? So I would probably say like, you know, the bulk of requirement by the executive will be experience centric, right? It is probably unreasonable to have, for example, the executive train for weeks and end to understand the data science world. That will, that's not realistic, right? What we, however, we want to do is, you know, to provide general overview and a mechanism to communicate and have a common currency between data science and the executive. And there's many ways to do that. One way to do that is, you know, build a proxy, such as um, similar to the product owner in uh, application development, you know, which may actually take executive ask or operational ask and convert it into data science output or insight ask so that you can reduce the uh, amount of churn which occurs between um a requirement and the output of a data science a data scientist. So that's 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 probably how I, I would approach it. Another question we should be asking: How do we build a business-centered data science platform and language and a presentation framework that improve the communication between business and data science? This is more about the tooling, but the taxonomy 
and, and the common currency data that, sorry, language that you have to build to improve the communication and the storytelling aspect of what I'm proposing or suggesting. That makes a lot of sense. What do you think are the, uh, if you were a, a CIO who wants to jumpstart kind of the process of enabling the data practitioners within his team, how would you go about starting that? What would be the first steps you think would be prudent to take to kind of get this process of productizing and storytelling? You know, what, what do you think are the first steps to kind of initiate some of this? So what I would do is I would probably propose mo- most data scientists tend to be technical in nature. They are very solid in uh, modeling and other aspects of that. But, you know, in general, I think extracting nuanced or insightful information that can be consumed by business and other stakeholders, particularly which are visually not only pleasant, but also informative, still remains a big challenge, right? So what I would do as a CIO, actually, data science may not, may not sit at a, under the CIO. First and foremost, I will propose that we transform the data science practice itself with the data science themselves, you know, to take some level of training uh, and the training must be specifically designed to uh, transform the business science into into a a business communicator. So a business-oriented training for the data science, that's the first one I would do, right? The other thing I would do is in that training, maybe company-specific or maybe you can learn from other frameworks, try to adopt a proper business-friendly data science taxonomy language, which includes like, you know, visual presentation mechanisms or approaches or templates, right? So build for your company a structured way of presenting your output to your stakeholders. The third thing I would do is, you know, I just mentioned a little bit earlier is I would encourage the separation of roles within the data science practice. In other words, organizationally, when I construct a data science practice, you want to figure out where to place it best, number one, right? And, you know, how, you know, figure out how data science can consume other technical aspects of the data in the downstream that they don't, they are not burdensome to the data science in terms of generating insights. For example, offloading things like DBAs and data engineering into the CIO office, which you mentioned earlier, and having a data science perhaps, you know, reporting, you know, not necessarily in a CIO, but uh, being more on the business side of the equation. And that will depend. I cannot simply, you know, give you a general uh, answer for that. What I could do, however, is, you know, you, you know, they will have a structure which will be predicated but who the company is and what the company wants to do with that data science practice. Fourth, what I would do is, you know, utilize maybe a pre-built tool, right? Which have pre-built and uh, act as a self-serving analytic mechanisms and models that, you know, the data science does not consume a lot of his time or her time. Some obvious or structured constructs, which are, which are, can be pre-built without uh, prior knowledge or without, except used on the data. And also build and uh, include in the platform visuals which are friendly to business. So from a business, business-centric visuals and presentation frameworks and mechanisms that help the d- data scientists. And again, reducing the amount of time that the data science should spend 
you know, in constructing the final a solution which is presentable to uh, stakeholders. Other other things is I think it's primarily have a, a dedicated data dedicated entity on the IT side and the CIO, which are tasked to which they will their main task is to pre-build data science microservices and data science you know APIs that the data science can use really easily in its day-to-day uh, fact. And lately, lastly, is basically ensure that we have executive sponsor and the executive also do some level of effort to understand some of the taxonomy and language of data science so that they can better consume the insights produced by data science. That's what I would do. So, Jonas, given some of your recommendations, do you think that it's important to have some sort of product lifecycle training as well? Yeah, in fact, I'm glad that's a beautiful question, uh, Matt. Thank you, right? So, in fact, I think there are companies like Pragmatic Institute, which actually started on the product side of the equation, and they have a very robust data science training, which is predicated on transforming the data science to be business-centric or business-focused. So, absolutely, I would agree with what you just said, Matt. Any thoughts from your side? For me, at least, I think that's great. If there's uh, if there are groups that can provide that type of product-centric orientation while still keeping kind of that data science in the forefront, that's that's amazing if, if, if they can do that type of thing. So it's interesting you ask that. So, so the uh, Pragmatic Institute actually have built, it's one of the entities that it's leveraging product development discipline to build, to build, to basically build a parallel in data science, which will have the same process and gates in terms of data science from starting from dev- define and all the way to building the inside at the end, right? And they emphasize the define phase and the presentation phase, which are critical. The define phase primarily so you understand what you are really building the models and what kind of insights you're trying to extract. And the presentation phase, you're emphasizing and focusing on building a presentation framework and a presentation out, final, out, final outputs to the executives and your stakeholders that is actually consumable and is and it's not verbose, which typical uh, data science output tend to be. So that that's probably one of the company who's focusing on this area. That's great. As we uh, kind of get to the end here, Jonas, any last tips or thoughts around things that folks should know as they begin this journey? You know, things that might be helpful as they kind of initiate the process of enabling the data practitioners to speak more in in business terms? Yeah, I think my general advice is, you know, erecting or standing a data science practice is not easy. The companies which they used to call analytics like FedEx, you know, which are formally or GE and others who formally stood up um, an operational research or data science practice, they put a lot of energy and discipline, both from organizational architecture perspective, roles, tools, platforms, processes, and quite frankly, even policies, which are really important. As you get consumer-based or customer-based, playing with customer-based data, you need to be observing all regulations and be compliant to all the laws that are common in that particular country or state. So I think the gist of my message is, you know, data science is not trivial. It is beautiful that it's proliferating across the entire marketplace. By the same time, as it proliferates, you know, discipline is required. And most companies, they shouldn't be shy to asking help from uh, companies like Hackett 
in terms of helping them stand up the data science office and you know how should be structured to deliver the most for the company. Great. Well, Jonas, Matt, thanks so much for your insights and for this great conversation. We will see you guys in uh, in the future. Thanks, Ken. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehackagroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this or any episode, or send us an email at podcast at thehackagroup.com. The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackagroup.com.